Bears or who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. said you need one second in the ball. If you got one second in the ball, you got a chance to win. Ripped up by Mack and down he goes. Montgomery dives for the goal line. He is in for the touchdown. First NFL touchdown for David Montgomery. Whoa. And it's intercepted on the far side. He's scanning. He's looking. He's running. He throws. Open caught. 35-yard line. Timeout Bears. Scales down the ball. O'Donnell the hole from the right hash. Angle to the left. Good placement. Boot by Eddie Pinheiro. Kick to the uprights. And the kick is good for the win. Pinheiro with the De Niro kick to send Denver down as time expires. Bears 16, Denver 14. They escape with a victory on the road. That video, of course, brought to you by the Chicago Bears official website, chicagobears.com. Welcome into another episode of the Chris and DJ Show. I'm Chris Shanfeld. He is former Chicago Bears defensive back DJ Moore, bringing out the number 30 navy blue and orange jersey. Cannot go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, it may just be a Mike Brown jersey. The world will never know. Um, DJ, nobody ever said that it would be easy. The Bears traveled to Denver to battle uh, Vic Fangio and the Broncos. And despite the 92-degree heat, despite the thin air due to the altitude, despite the offense uh, struggling for a second straight week, uh, the Bears were able to get the job done and leave the Mile High City with a 16-14 victory, thanks to an Eddie Pinero 53-yard field goal that went uh, through the uprights. Um, Club Dub was open for business, uh, and the Chicago Bears are now 1-1 one one as they prepare for the Washington Redskins uh, Monday night football uh, six days from now. Uh, DJ, what's going on, man? It doesn't get much closer than that. Uh, as they say, there's no such thing as a bad victory, or, or excuse me, there's no such thing as a uh, a bad win, a bad victory. How has this Bears victory been settling in with you the past couple of days? Because based off some of the fan and media reaction, uh, you, you would think that the Bears were on the wrong end of this. Well, I, 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 it's all about expectation. I mean, so when you come into you with expectations that I think Trubisky was like the odds favorite to win the MVP or something like that, right? Uh, I mean, it, I mean, 
Yeah, it, it they, they definitely rise. They they rose. They rose from from the initial. Like, and they um, were like, it's some, I mean, a lot of people on TV, like, yeah, he's going to be the MVP. When you think about it from that angle, it's like, eh. like, I mean, it was just, I mean, to watch it, and then I, I mean, I watched it again. I watched it a couple of times after that. It's just like, like, I'm not sure how to how to take it, how, how to digest it or what. It's just like, either he's throwing it six yards every time or the coach is telling him. Somebody got to tell me something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's just like, okay, is he reading it wrong? Because a lot of these plays seem planned. It's like, there's third and 10. We throw it five yards. Now, a couple of times we got it. Well, it's third and 12. It was like, oh, let's throw it two yards. Yeah. Huh. It's odd. Like, every time. It's like, huh. Oh, it's third and three and we run it. It's really cool when Peyton Manning do it. He walk around, check in the line of scrimmage and he looked like he about to pass and he fake you. Listen, it's a throwing down. Third and three is throwing. You know what I mean? Now we got it early in the game, which I get it. But it's like the ball should be in your hand. And even now, even in over, I mean, even before the um, the, the last drive, it still seemed the same. It's like, like, I don't have time. But what was fortunate was, Another one of those pass interference calls popped up. I mean, pass interference, but roughing the passer popped up and, like, moved us up the yards that we needed to get the kick. It definitely saved the Bears. It definitely oh, did. Oh, what? Because before then, it was still – now, what I can say, he did pull a Tim Tebow. I don't know if he prayed after <laughs> the game or did whatever, but at the end, all right, essentially how they did us when we were down there. Essentially, at the last drive, he just made a play. And for us, even though the kick, I mean, he got a strong leg. It still was, I mean, it, it was, I mean, it was kind of badly over. And in my house stadium, man, kickers, that's where they go to kick records at. Like, you would kick 64, 63. Like, even from 53, I mean, it was good. I mean, listen, <laughs> more power to the people. You, you, do, you do realize where this, uh, where this team was at in uh, January, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the, 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 that was a problem. Though. Where they were, where we were at was at a place where it was thirteen to six. I think it was like maybe the ninth drive. It's like, hey, um, like, like in the game, like don't sit there and say, at some point, I promise you, if you do not score at some point, the defense is going to give up something. At some point, but just on me, my thing is, you offensive coach, offensive. Minor guy, a guru. They already pegged you. They gave it to you already. Call some plays up to win, to win a game, and we'll talk about it. But it just—he seems. I don't know if he's confused about the play. I mean, I know they're his plays, but not the. It's like he has too many weapons. You got Patterson. You put him in the back. Work out this time. Yes, it did, but. You got other guys that can actually do it. You got a running back that can do it. I'm still a big Tariq Kong guy. Whenever he has the ball, he looks different than everybody else. Like just handing the ball. The young running back did not look bad. He he didn't. He really he didn't look bad. Um, they gave him a lot of chances to tote that pill. You know what I mean? Um, I would love to see what Cohen do with 18 carries. I just like whenever he hit the hole, he hits it. People are missing. He's jump cutting. Whatever. The young guy, he did good. Um, but when I told you Davis, 
Somebody had to be the odd man out. He was the odd man out. We talked about this, right? It's got to be the odd man out. He was. You're right. Hey. One DMC, one of them got. You know what happened to one of them, all right? Unfortunate. All right? Rest in peace. Um, I don't know. He just seemed like, I don't know if he got too many, like, like weapons or... To me, Cohen is being used in a terrible way because when he comes in, he's the gadget guy. So when he's in, you know it. Like, oh, it's a screen to him. Like, focus on him. When he's in, he's getting it. There's so many ways that you could use him because you can actually have him as a running back and then get him out on linebackers in different situations. But it's like more so you got him at a receiver playing against DBs when it's like, even though, he, I mean, he's really good, but it's still, it's, it's not it's not more favorable than than the other way around. You know what I mean? So, I'll, and then you got Gable, who's real fast. I know he ran a really good reverse. So Denver had a DB that would struggle all, struggle all last week to cover anybody deep, and we didn't take a shot at him. Like, the safety was coming out of the middle of the field, man, leaving this cat by himself, and you ain't going to try him. He just got eight up last week. Like, that's that, – that, that's what blows my mind. Like another team struggles with it. The next week, you want to see if they still struggling with it. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm gonna let you. I've been talking a long time. I, I think Nagy kind of got got in his own head a little bit and uh, really relied on the running game a little bit. You know, looking at what Trubisky was able to do, he completed 16 of 27 passes for a whopping 120 yards, um, no touchdowns, but on the positive side, no interceptions, no fumbles. Um, and when it mattered the most, uh, you know, after the, the Broncos or, or the referees helped the, the Bears out with the a, a roughing the passer call, which, I mean, the, the referees were terrible on, you know, both ends for the Bears, for the Broncos. It, it just turned out that uh, it, it meant a little bit more towards the end of the game and helped the Bears out a little bit more towards the end there, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 31 seconds left in the game. Bears get the ball back. Trubisky makes that one throw. Uh, to Allen Robinson to just to, to get them just in enough uh, uh, at the right spot for for uh, Eddie Pinero to to knock in a 53 yard field goal uh, for the win again Matt Nagy I mean he he made it a point to not only run the ball but to get his rookie third round draft pick David Montgomery involved early on uh, often and early and and it. it, it Continued that way throughout the entire game. He carried the ball 18 times, 62 yards, and a touchdown um, just a week after running the ball a total of 12 times with three different ball carriers. Um, and, you know, again, despite relying on the run game in this one, I mean, um, really what, 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 what was interesting to me is for a second straight week, again, we've already – Name Nagy, you know this this offensive genius. This uh, you know uh, the, the the he's a part of the future of the NFL with this uh, this this offensive play calling. And for a second straight week, um, in Trubisky's second season under this offense, they both kind of struggled doing what they're supposed to do. Trubisky play quarterback. <laughs> Matt Nagy make uh, make the right offensive play calls, and I mean the offense just looked looked flat and kind of. Piggybacking off of what you said, DJ, do they have too many off, uh, offensive weapons? I mean, you, you could never have too many weapons, but in this case, I mean, Allen Robinson is probably the only uh, offensive weapon that has been consistent and, and has gotten opportunities. Um, Taylor Gabriel, you, you've seen him get a little bit more opportunities this past uh, this past game against Denver. Uh, couldn't even tell where where he was at uh, game one against Green Bay. 
Um, Tariq Cohen seen his snaps go from uh, being on the uh, offensive side of the football or being uh, involved in offensive play, 70% of snaps at week one to 38 this past week when, when he's uh, arguably your most electrifying player on the offensive side of the football. Um, you know, again, the, the defense was able to seal the deal for this one, uh, really helped the Bears out in this game because, uh, again, the offense just looked flat and you know, again, year two in this offense, you expect them to look better than they did last year. And so far, that's just not the case. Um, I mean, how, how long, how long can this, can this hold up DJ? I mean, uh, last year, the, the uh, offense, well, go ahead. I, I don't know. Cause to be honest with you, Green Bay is looking okay. They dominate they Minnesota. Beat us, they beat Minnesota. And I'm assuming they'll beat Detroit twice. I mean, that's an uphill battle as if as of like right now. Now we have to play Minnesota, who has a really good defense as well. Just talking division, division wise. Now the Redskins, I don't see us having a problem or problem with them on the on on our defense should be fine. Now the offense against a lot, they got a lot of DBs who who are out. Um a lot of zone pressure stuff. I think the guy, he was like defensive coordinator and with Indiana from 2012 to 17. It's like zone pressures and they got Josh. They, I mean, they mix stuff up, but it's not a lot of man. It's more so um, try to confuse you on the back end. But I, I just don't under, I just can't. It's hard for me to like put it in like the words. It's like, like, even later on in the game, we doing like, you know, the little boot play and then the tight end do the hot block. He go behind the line. And he throw it out to the flat. You know what I mean? You think about it like, oh, okay, that's a rookie play to get somebody in rhythm. And like, yeah, you do that in like in the first quarter. Like he's in rhythm. Like drop back. Either to me, either let him throw or you can run him. He's a runner. Like let's get that out of the way. He's a runner. Like when he runs, he looks good. He looks, he can, he's fluent with running. He had over 400 yards last year. He's a runner. So don't put a, what is it, a square peg in a round hole. If sometimes he needs to run, let him run. That's why I like what Lamar Jackson doing. It's like, hey, he's not he's not doing the RG3 thing. We're like, you know, I want to be Peyton Manning. Like, no, Peyton Manning can barely move. You can actually move. Like, use what you have. And on the last play, he actually did that. Stood up in the pocket, stood up in there, threw the, you know, he threw a nice pass, and that's what you want to see. Now that's a good thing. At the end of the game, when you had to win it, he did it. But it's just like he's the Alex Smith even before he was throwing the ball down the field. You know what I mean? Like, oh my word! You know what I mean? Like, he's the new Alex Smith. Oh, he gonna be the Nick? I mean, I, I can't. Um, who's the quarterback? Um, Trent Dilfer, Baltimore Ravens. Yes. Dilfer. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't. Is he, like, on a, like, is his arm hurting? Is he on, like, a pitch restriction? Can he not throw it, like, 15 yards down the field? You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't know. Even when he does throw it down the field, it's to Allen Robinson in his back shoulder. Like, you know exactly the plays. Uh, like, Taylor Gabriel, when he was in Atlanta, like, he's he's literally, he has to be. If not the fastest, maybe the second fastest cat in the league. Like, 
throw the ball deep and let him run and get it. Example, Deshaun Jackson always runs fast. When you see him in the game, where is he going? He's going deep down the field. Randy Moss, where's he going? He's going deep down the field. Like, I'm going to use your specialty for what it is. And it's like, he's just using them. It's everybody's just being used in a way that just doesn't maximize their, their, you know what I mean, their ability. Now, again, this is the second year of the offense. Now, what that says to me is, have people just figured your offense out? Because you'll realize Tressman's first year was was good. Not only was it good, it was like record good. Like touchdowns, yards, like everything. The best best Bears like, offense we've seen up to that the, point. Because what? It's new. You can't we don't really have anything on you. Everything is kind of new to everybody. Everything is I mean, this with Cutler getting hurt and then McCown coming in, Chad McCown, he he back at it again. Um <laughs> But it's just like, so I don't know if they fit. Chip Kelly, first couple of years, like, man, this is amazing. And then it's like, man, this is actually really simple. Like, I, we got it now. So do they just have his offense? Like, do they have his number? Or is it just a court? It has to be one of the two. It can't be like, oh, yeah, I'm just calling the right stuff, but he's doing the wrong stuff. Or, or he's, or the, you know what I mean, or vice versa. So it. I don't know. Some got to give. I mean, you can you can win this way. I think. I mean, we we seen the Super Bowl that was what was a low scoring affair. Um, but to actually get you there, it's gonna be a point where you're gonna have to you're gonna just have to get there. You know what I mean? So, um, but hey, as long as you can do it at the end, Tim T boy at the end. You know what I mean? Hey. And and you know that that's all that matters the most. And the Bears had their own little uh, Tim Tebow in. Uh, that that one play, I would really just say that one play, Trubisky down, Robinson twenty yards, and I think I think more so was uh, was Eddie Pinero. He, he was the Tim Tebow in this one, knocking in the fifty three yard field goal, um, his third field goal of that game, three for three. Uh, obviously, the the player of the game for that one, and now it looks like the Bears might have their uh, kicker kicker situation solidified. At least uh, we we certainly hope. Um, DJ, looking at some of these offensive weapons, again, do they have too many offensive weapons? Time will well, tell. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, one of the fastest guys in the league, uh, as is Tariq Cohen, as is Cordero Patterson, who took a handoff 46 yards and reached a maximum speed of 22 miles per hour against Denver, according to Next Gen Stats, um, fastest uh, in the past two years um, that was – um, not to mention a second-year wide receiver in Anthony Miller, who they traded up for last year in the second round, who really it's, hasn't been. It's hard to find him. Yeah, I mean he, he's. I mean somebody put him on a on a milk carton because he, he's he's nowhere to be found, and uh, he was one of the more. They not even put him in the game. I don't think it's, it's awful. Man. And that's that's a guy that led this team in touchdown receptions last year with seven of them as a rookie. Um, the Bears have never had this much depth at wide receiver. And overall, offensive playmakers as a whole, as they do here in 2019, um, I'd like to see any one of these guys really, uh, I wouldn't even say step up because I'm just not sure it's really their fault that they're not really being incorporated or, or uh, being targeted in this offense. Like you said, the, these dink and dump type passes, three, four, five yards down the field are really, really getting old. And uh, again, 
with these guys' ability and, you know, what they're actually maybe not meant to do, but what, what, what their strengths are, um, to kind of incorporate that is what obviously everybody would want to see moving forward, including the Bears coaching staff. Obviously, that, that's what they're trying to figure out themselves. Um, who would you like to see get a bit more involved in the offense moving forward? Well, the, the thing that's hard for me is now I'm I'm gonna always go to bat for Cohen because he just looked to me he just looked different. Um, just using guys in a, just literally just Taylor Gabriel line him up and just let him just run. That's it. The guys in, I mean I'm watching the guy pressing one on one twenty six. I don't know twenty six for Denver's name. I just know that another receiver just took his head off all last week and just let him. Run. Just run down the middle of the field and be as fast as you can. Just go. Um, Trey Burton came back, but really wasn't a factor at all. Um, 87, I mean, he called some – what's his name? That's the one you don't like, right? Yeah, Adam Shaheen. He just, I, I liked him coming out of college. He's got a lot to prove. I mean, he's he's got a lot of potential, but he hasn't lived up to it. Not, not, not certainly. Well, because Nagy came from – Kansas City. Kansas City, right? Right. So you come from Kansas City. Kelsey, Travis Kelsey in Kansas City is, to me, is the key because you can't really do, you can't guard him. He's always going to have 100 yards. He's always everywhere. He's a tight end. He's a receiver. He's in the back. He's always everywhere. So he's the one that, to me, makes the offense go. And to me, you have the same pieces, though. Now, you don't, I guess technically have him home, but I mean you got the, I mean he can throw the ball. So technically it's like, like why are we not seeing it? Because we got you from that situation. So what's what's keeping us from looking like that looking like they looking? Because I mean they're not really rushing the ball all that well. You know what I mean? Oh, they they star player is out, but still, he had what, 300 yards before halftime. Like, so to me, you if you can ask a question, like, like player for player, you have the ta- to me, I think, anyway, I don't know how you feel. We have the talented pieces on offense at receiver to to look like this. Now is Chaz, Burton, and Kelsey comparable? I would say yeah. You know what I mean? He might now Burton may be a little further down and injury prone, but he's he's been pretty decent. So I don't What's keep? That's my question. If you can answer it for like, what's keeping us from being? I ain't gonna say being Kansas City, but having that style of offense where, like, we're just putting up points. Because if you don't score thirty five against them, you're not gonna win the game. And why? Well, I mean, I think just this past week, Kansas City scored. Uh, well, Patrick Mahomes himself threw four touchdowns in the second quarter. Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just totally, totally different. Um, you could, you could throw him in the hall of fame right now, but to your, to your question, DJ, and, and I'm not going to just make it that, that simple. You know, we don't have Patrick Mahomes. They do, uh, with that, what my thing is, Mahomes, he's, he's on the far side of things. Like, like I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna take the risk. I'm gonna throw it Did you. And if for us, if you don't take chances, I mean, I remember Earl twin here, if you don't pass Past six yards, you ain't gonna be able to win a division. Like you have to like take 
the risk. Now, do we got to? We actually got to send the guys deep too sometimes. Right. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. But yeah, I mean, when looking at the overall offensive weapons, I mean, you can make an art. Well, I don't even know if it's much of an argument. They're certainly deeper at the running back position with this three-headed monster that may not be much longer uh, back there with uh, with David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen. Uh, and Mike Davis, and then looking at the wide receiver depth chart, I mean, certainly when you talk about speed, two guys that come up, Tyreek Hill, Taylor Gabriel, I'm not saying Gabriel fits that exact mold, but he he definitely adds that type of uh, dangerous speed factor at the wide receiver position. Um, Allen Robinson, I mean, your, your typical, hey, throw it up, and there's a good chance he might just come down with it. And yeah, tight end, um, you know, we don't have a Travis Kelsey. They drafted Adam Shaheen in the second round a couple years ago, hoping that he could turn into one of these big playmaking tight ends. Um, They addressed the tight end position last year with uh, bringing in Trey Burton fresh off the Super Bowl in Philadelphia. Uh, And that hasn't necessarily panned out. But yeah, if you're going to make a comparison uh, with one of the two, it it would definitely be Trey Burton because he could kind of – uh, line up at tight end, line up at fullback, and you, he, he could do both uh, block and and, and uh, catch. And he, he, again, just the overall versatility he brings to the tight end position is something that, uh, you know, Adam Shaheen doesn't necessarily bring um, in terms of the blocking side of things. Um, but, yeah, obviously it, it all starts and ends with the quarterback position, and I hate to shut it down like that, but it also – Let's not let's not forget the coaching, the, the coaching and, and the play calling as well. Um, obviously, Matt Nagy coming from the Andy Reid coaching tree, uh, he only called the plays for the last five games uh, in, during his uh, last season with the Kansas City Chiefs. Matt Nagy did that was his only experience with uh, offensive play calling, and uh, we we seen how that ended with the disappointing. Uh, second half return from the Tennessee Titans in that wild card game, ending the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs season. It ended in disappointing fashion, as it did last year for the Chicago Bears in Nagy's first season as head coach, and uh, as it has started so far with the Bears. So, I mean, if you're going to – when looking at the comparisons between the Chiefs and the, uh, and the Bears, I think – Again, it all starts with who's under center, and then number two, look look at who's playing, uh, calling the play calls. And um, again, Matt Nagy, he's still kind of learning how to how to go through this as a head coach, and, and really just as a play caller in general. Well, yeah. Well, th- this this is the thing was, and I never, to me personally, I, I, I coach now, and I like coaches. I never give them too much credit. The quarterback position is so hard to evaluate. Man, why is Prescott good? Why was Romo good from a small school? Why was Kurt Warner ever bagging groceries? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's really like weird. Like why is Phillip Rivers still playing quarterback for so long and he ain't did anything? You know what I mean? Now Eli Manning got benched, but why wasn't it sooner? I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's like something. For athletes and, and it's, to me, it's harder for the quarterback to like actually like get it. And one, once they get it, like Mahomes, like he just gets it, and he know like certain people, um, Payne Manning got it, or Drew Brees got, like you know they just understand the concept, they understand the defense, 
They understand what they're trying to do to you. And not saying that this cat isn't smart, but it's just it's just something different about certain players that they just always know where to go, when to go, where the rush is. I'm throwing it right before they sack me, or even when they do sack me, I'm getting back up and doing something. Now, a lot of those people, they had, you know, I think legendary coaches, like, with them. But for him, like, me as being a man, like, I got to take the step. I got to step up. I got to watch more film. I got to do something. I'm going to have to pull the trigger. I'm going to have to risk throwing a couple of interceptions because me throwing for 120 yards just won't cut it in the long run. Like I may have to sit in the pocket. I may have to do what I just did, moved around. Now, it was the, the first drive, and it might have changed the whole game. He moved around in the pocket, boom, threw it deep. The pass was good. If he threw it a little bit farther, probably would have been perfect. But, I mean, it was a good pass, good read. Cohen, the DB made an awesome play. You know what I mean? That may have changed his entire game because that might have confidence, light would have came on. Um, but when you see that early on in the game, that, man, me buying more time and moving in pocket, this can happen. But when was the time that we moved in the pocket again? Well, it was the last play of the game when we kind of finally kind of moved in the pocket again. Now, sometimes if I don't have a rhythm, is he better suited for just no huddle, like having like five wide and getting up tempo after you get a first down? You know what I mean? So giving him different options of, man, like, is this better for him? Um, I think other coaches, you know, do that. Like, okay, let's go in the huddle now. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like playing Green Bay the first game. And Robert Strutt, you huddling? Man, we got to stop huddling. These cats are coming. Like, let's figure something else. Let's figure something else out. So we got to figure something out to where, and I think it's got to be this way, you cannot struggle against a struggling defense. No, or, or, or struggling, uh, you know, I mean, Washington, to start the season, they, they've gotten off to a hot start offensively, but, they, you know, come late second quarter, they, they seem to really cool down for, for the remainder of the game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's – I don't know if statement game is the right word, but they have to come out and they, they have to show that, uh, you know, they they belong in the conversation of, po- the, you know, possibly winning the NFC North, being one of those wild card teams in the very least. Well, yeah, I just want to see offense, even if you lose or something. I just want to see the offense grow yeah. because I know, like, once once it gets cold, you have a defense. You have people can run the ball. You have somebody who can kick it. So once it get cold, that's fine. All this, like, oh, yeah, you probably won't throw for a minute yards. But right now, it's hot outside. I think it was last year's coming out game was, what, was it Tampa? Like second or third game, maybe? Yeah. Um, so you need, one of, you need one of those type of games where, like, I just look different than if Chase Daniel was a coming. If Chase Daniel came in, he could do this. Like, I don't need that. Like I need, I need the backup stuff. I need the starter stuff. Um, so potential, man. At some point, gotta gotta come to fruition, man. So yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it, it it's only so much fun to talk about the potential, but uh, you you know, after two three years, it, it kind of gets old having to bank on the potential, and you kind of just want to see it all, uh, uh, as you said, all come to fruition. I mean, uh, you know, on the bright side. 
of the offense side of the football, DJ. I mean, the offensive line was really able to rebound after a really ugly performance in week one uh, uh, after they allowed five sacks against the Packers in the season opener. Um, they kept Mitch up, and they did not allow a single uh, sack with a, uh, against the defensive line with a nasty duo in Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Um, on the other side of the ball, Khalil Mack was bullying uh, Garrett Bowles, I think it's safe to say. Number 72 um, had uh, five total holding uh, penalties on Khalil Mack. And, uh, you know, looking on the Bears defense, DJ, I got to I got to say, I, I don't think it was one of Kyle Fuller's greatest games. I mean, he did come up in the clutch with the interception uh, inside the five yard line uh, in the fourth quarter as the Broncos were driving. But I thought Emmanuel Sanders was really having his way with Kyle Fuller throughout really the entire game and of course when it mattered the most uh Sanders was able to beat Fuller on not only the uh two uh the, the touchdown with under a minute to go but the two-point conversion as well um but overall the defense was about what you expect especially against this Broncos offense led by Joe Flacco um it was great to see Leonard Floyd again making some noise in the backfield for a second game in a row. Eddie Jackson was delivering some big hits, um, making some plays without really, uh, w- without them really being any turnovers like like they normally are. Um, two games in, DJ. I mean, the the defense is you know you, you start talking about the Bears, it's going to be the first thing brought up is this Bears defense. Um, last year, what was something quite magical again? It, I mean, the, the season in general. Um, but specifically on the defense side of the football, they led the league in interceptions. Um, It's going to be the conversation all season long, uh, DJ. Is it possible for this year's defense, despite losing their their defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, despite losing their their starting safety, Adrian Amos, is it possible this defense winds up being any better than the defense that led the league in takeaways a year ago? Uh, I mean, there's always opportunity. Um... But a lot of times you got to be lucky, luckier than good at times. Um, balls got to bounce your way. Um, it, it's gonna be hard. I think they. I think at, at this point, I mean, they look good. I think, I think Howard Clendix looks a little. I mean, he looks good back there, man. Honestly, the, the safeties look good. The corners look good. I know Fuller gave us some plays, but I mean, it's. I mean, he's better. He's more of his own guy than man. And if you put anybody in man on Sanders, it's gonna be. It's a tough. I mean, it's just a tough cover. I mean, you got Floyd who's coming. You got Khalil Mack who's always, always doing something. If I mean, if he's not making a sack, he's always bullying and pushing somebody. You know what I mean? Um, now the turnovers, they just come in bunches. Like, oh, they do. You got a lot now. Eh, no, but when they start to come, they'll just come. So I think they'll be up there, probably top five, top ten. Um, maybe not like last year because it just seemed like every other one was like us a turnover. Like Eddie Jackson had the like every time he touched the ball it seemed like it was a touchdown. You know what I mean? So people know who you are really. They're like do not listen to me. If you throwing over here to thirty nine, you need to look him off because you do not. He's going to end up in the end zone. You know what I mean? Like so they under they understand like hey. These are people that you really don't mess with. If, even the first game, do you see? I don't remember a ball being thrown in his direction. You know what I mean? Like to say, like when he's back deep, like he, like that Ed Reed, Ed Reed type feel, like he knows kind of where the ball is going. So you already know if it's a pass, probably gonna be at the middle. 
maybe on like Rokorn Smith or somebody like that, they can't get their head around as fast. So it's going to be hard for you know I mean, teams to get the ball, you know what I mean, push down the field. Now, with that being said, the Broncos came on their first drive and made some – it was quick. Boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? So, but if anything, you know, the coach is going to always try to figure out your weakness. And um, it's hard to do that every single time, man. You know what I mean? It's like – it's hard. It's like, all right, don't let them score again. All right, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You get down there, you catch the pick. Like, all right, you know, offense makes something. Man, you get right back to them. Like, we just, we just got it from them. All right, all right, let's go do it again. Right, it's just hard to do that over and over and over again. You having possession after possession. Eventually, you know, I'm going to figure something out. And we got extra lucky. And my score <laughs> prediction was legit. But still, all right, whatever. Um, but then it's better to be, like I said, better to be lucky than good. And you mean the defense – is always going to play good enough to win the game. And you can depend. Now, again, coach going to say, I need you to score. You know I mean, the goal is to score. If you score on defense, you win the game 95% of the time. So now I just need them to score. You're playing good, legendary, chasing 85 Bears defense, any other Bears defense, because they always was really good. All you want to do is score on defense. And they'll take the cake. And certainly you, you hope that the offense can hold their own and, you know, it, it's not a... Uh, I don't know. I just don't count on it, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you could hold the opposing teams to zero every game, that, that would uh, definitely be great. Um, of course, the game ended with an Eddie Pinero made field goal that allowed the, uh, the Bears and the city of Chicago to celebrate a 16-14 victory over the Denver Broncos. I'm not sure I've ever seen... Uh, uh, you know, even uh, even the Bears themselves, the players, the sideline, the coaching staff. I've seen games end with a game-winning field goal here in Chicago quite a few times, but the excitement that they showed and uh, the way they celebrated on that sideline was it just felt a little different. It, it felt a little different, and of course, we all know what they went through in January against Philadelphia Eagles with a double doink. Uh, with with uh, Cody Parkey, who, by the way, uh, actually worked out for the Indianapolis Colts today. Um, but again, so to see the, the this kicker competition, which all started with nine total kickers at rookie minicamp, uh, dwindled down to two kickers in training camp to now Eddie Pinero, uh, now knocking in three field goals in this game, a perfect three for three, and uh, knocking in a 53-yarder uh, for the game winner. Uh, all questions regarding the kicker position have to end here, right? I mean, may maybe if he goes on Monday night and he misses a couple, uh, they they this conversation could strike back up. But right now, I mean, it, it seems like uh, that kid is all confidence. It, it seems like the team is all confident in him. And uh, it, it seems like the Bears may have found their guy at the kicker position. Well, I mean, hopefully so. Now, again, when we go back to the first game, it's like, okay, I think the ball was at like it was a 48-yard kick, and it was like, eh, we're not comfortable with it kicking it. All right. Now fast forward to when it's cold outside. Like, how far is it? Like, does it have to be 40 yards? You know what I mean? Like, and just thinking, and I know his legs are supposed to be strong, but I mean, if you I mean, if you can't kick from 48 in the summer, then you can't kick from 44 in the winter. Am I is it am I am I wrong about this? I mean, the balls are harder, newer. The wind is blowing. 
Um, now, again, the first game the fans booed, correct? So all it takes is one kick. They love Cody. No, the Park first, the first preseason game. I don't think yeah. they they booed him in Green against Green Bay. No, no, not him. I'm talking about the team, though. Like if you struggle in Chicago or any like big city, you get you get booed. If you go to the playoffs and miss a kick, then you get booed, and then there's a there's an issue. Now, what I love about it is the celebration is like them your teammates. They understand like that was stress. Nine kickers. Go down to two. Every time I kick it, they're going to put me on ESPN. The fans going to yell. They're going to boo. They're going to scream every single time. Now, on top of that, in practice, what is it? Every time I miss a kick, I feel like I'm getting sent home. Like, that's, like you don't understand. That's pr- and that's all I do. Like, I don't get to, like, throw an interception. And then I, I don't get to play defense again to, like, get the ball back. And when I miss it, that's it. Uh, I just got to sit there and wait for another chance to kick while they talk bad about me or fans boo me on the sideline. Um, so when you see somebody, when your teammates chill out there, like they're just excited for you because, like, they understand, like, man, that's like you've been through a lot for months on end because it's what everybody's talking about. And now all of a sudden it's like, uh oh. Here we go. And he was excited because he seen it going in. Everybody else waited for it to go in. He was he was jumping around like, yeah, no, no, no. That's good. You know what I mean? So, especially with a lot of kickers around the league have been, especially this week, I think, struggled a lot. So for him to come out and make the kick, man, you gotta be, you gotta be happy for him. Now, if you want to go out in the city, he can have anything he wants in the city for at least a week. You yeah. gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. Hey, you gotta go cash that check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And actually, DJ, you actually wrote uh, an article today, Story Time with DJ on ProStyleMedia.com. Uh, your buddy Earl Bennett, former Bears wide receiver's website. And um, it was an article with a similar situation. You looked back at a situation where Robbie Gold nailed the game winning field goal as time expired at Soldier Field against the Green Bay Packers, I believe it was. Um, is there a more nerve-wracking moment, not, not even talking about the kicker in that position, but just uh, uh, you know, being a part of one of the two teams? You could be, a, you could be on the team that, that, that's, uh, you know, that, that has their kicker out there kicking the field goal or, or the opposite team. Um, is there more of a nerve-wracking moment in football than seeing a kicker trot onto the field with a second remaining, knowing that the decision, the final decision of the game relies on their foot? Yeah. To me, yeah. Cause, I mean, when you're playing defense, it's like, okay, the team is driving. Like, we can't let them get a first down. We only have a certain amount of timeouts. If they get a first down, the game is over, like, Everything depends on this. Now, when a kid go out, it's hard. It's nerve wracking because when a kid go out, that you like you don't. I don't have control over that. All I can do is watch it. Like I can't go out there and you know guard a receiver or catch a pass. I'm just watching this cat kick it. I've seen him kick in practice. I've seen him hit the bullseye a hundred times in practice. Well, let's go out there and watch him. You know what I mean? He my friend like everybody else. My friend. You got the punter go out there normally holding it. All right, they ready to go. They've been cold all day. Ain't had a kick all day. And you know what? Got to go and win the game. You know, so 
I, I think it's just nerve-wracking from the point that you, like, you can't control it. You just can't control it. Yeah. Well, good thing the Bears were on the uh, winning end of it Sunday, 16-14. to 14, Eddie Pinero, 53-yard field goal for the win. Bears advance to 1-1 one and one as they prepare for the Washington Redskins Monday night football. Um, but that was that was about. What's that? That was the article. The article was about. It wasn't. It wasn't necessarily about the oh, field okay. goal I'm and sorry. the win. I know it's like that. Okay. Like, oh, never mind. Okay. Yeah. All right. You right. Never mind. You good. I was just thinking like I didn't write that, did I? It, it was more so about a possible confrontation between a, a coach and a, a certain player that kicks. Tell you a secret though, man. Can I tell you a secret though? <laughs> What's that? Like, he was always like that. Robbie? Oh, my God. I think, uh, I, think I, I remember Earl wrote an article about, uh, yeah, Robbie and Devin Hester getting into like, it a couple times. always like, like, he was always like, ah, like, just like he was the, like he was gold. You know what I mean? Like, he was just like the Midas, man. It was just like a real odd thing sometimes. The, the good is gold <laughs> saying kind of got to his head. I don't, I don't know if it got to his head, but he's just there's certain like certain teams that I've been on, like like sometimes you have a trainer who like thank you their coach or something, like when something happened, they cussing players. You know what I mean? Like they're really into it, which I appreciate. But it's just like like man, like, like pump your break. But I, one time we was I'm gonna tell you, we was rookies. And this one I knew I just didn't like after that day I didn't like them. So we were rookies, and we um, we had to do um, little events. We'd go, like, the Cubs game, wear the jerseys, and different places we just had to go to or whatever. So he invites all the rookies – well, technically invites all the rookies to come to his charity, like, golfing event or whatever, and we just, like, eating or whatever. And it was like, oh, y'all will come to my golfing thing or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that's straight, man. Then he gets up and he's like telling the, I mean the people like who we are and like oh yeah they gonna sing a song for y'all, like man you you about to try to pull this on us like right now I mean like just some like that like I'm the there's I'm a like, time and place oh, if you're gonna help him out to to be at his charity event man, I mean listen, you had to understand <laughs> now fortunately for us we had a cat that can like sing or whatever and we just kind of stood up there but it was just like. Or oh, I remember him telling the rookie or something like he was going to throw him in there. I'm going to throw you in the cold tub. Like, you're not that strong. You mean, like, it was just like, uh, it was, it would blow your mind. It's like, what is, what is this guy getting at? <laughs> he was really good at ping pong, though. <laughs> he was awesome. Yeah, I've heard he's a yeah. good, you know, you mentioned uh, golf charity outing. I, I heard he's a pretty good golfer as well. He may be, but he's a <laughs> <laughs> she didn't mean. No, let's go, my man. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you shared that. Uh, that 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 secret with uh, not only myself but but of course the live audience as well, DJ. Hey, before we wrap up the show, let's take a quick look around the NFL. A lot of news to get to, and we will uh, go ahead and dive in. Um, you know, specifically two topics that I want to touch on: the injury bug. It's really rattling the uh, NFL starting quarterbacks in uh, in week two, most notably Big Ben Roethlisberger's season-ending um, 
elbow injury, which uh, occurred against the Seattle Seahawks. He'll uh, have to undergo surgery for that. Saints, Drew Brees tore a uh, tendon, I believe it was a tendon, in his uh, thumb on his uh, throwing hand. He'll be out for six, eight weeks. He'll have surgery on that tomorrow. Uh, Jets quarterback Sam Darnold out two to seven weeks. A little bit of a window there. Um, some flexibility with Mono. Uh, their second string quarterback, uh, Trevor Simeon. Hey, with Mono, That's dangerous, man. For real, for real. Their, uh, their second uh, string quarterback, Trevor Simeon, went down with a nasty looking ankle injury in last night's game against the Browns. And today, the Carolina Panthers announced that Cam Newton uh, re aggravated his left foot, in which he sprained in the preseason. No timetable for his return. It looks like undrafted uh, second year quarterback, Kyle Allen. Uh, will be taking the starting job there until further notice in Carolina. And That's last, but thing there, man. yeah, and last but not and certainly not least, uh, it's not injury related, but the New York Giants announced that the uh, the, the benching of Eli Manning and uh, they will promote rookie first round draft pick Daniel Jones to be the team's new starting quarterback. So uh, end of an era there with the New York Giants and the start of a new era possibly there with Daniel Jones. Um, we all know, DJ, each of these teams will feel the loss of their quarterback one way or the or another. Um, more likely than not, they, they will feel it in a negative way as opposed to a positive way. But who knows? Anything can happen. Which of these teams will be impacted the most by the loss of their quarterback? The most? Oh, my God. Um when, when talking those teams, the ones that I'm going to say impact the most because of the aspirations of maybe, like, make win the Super Bowl but getting there, I would start with – I would start with the Saints. Um, now I don't know when he, you know what I mean, gets back. I know Teddy Bridgewater came in and he didn't have, like, a week to prepare. So I think that one's still up in there. Like, he, he won't turn the ball over, but he's not Drew Brees. But then again – they did keep another sign and saying he's really good. So, and they got, I think they got Hill, the Hill guy. They saying that they like him. So, I think they can kind of figure some stuff out. But they're not Super Bowl ready. Like they, they the team that like, well, last year was a pass interference. The year before that, it was a Minnesota thing. Like it's just like everything is happening against your face. Now they will change the rule next year. If you hit the quarterback hand, you're going to be flagged forty yards. It's just automatic. Um, the Big Ben thing, I think it's going to be out for a year now. The Randolph Cat, he from like Rocky or South Carolina, which is upstream for me, which I'm going to root for him. But, I, I mean, I didn't think they was going to make the playoffs with Big Ben. Um, does this I mean, end, does, does Big Ben return from this? Will, will this, I mean, he's always been in and out of the loop. And I think people make a big deal out of, oh, man, Tom Brady's old. Like, man, listen. You can throw. I don't want to hear that. Like your body ain't gonna break down the way you can't throw passes. Um, I've I remember like like Monday night games or whatever, seeing like uh, we was in San Francisco, seeing Steve Young and them out there, and they um, dress shirt throwing passes. Like that pass looked crisp. Like don't tell me you can't. You mean throw passes? So I think he'll be back uh, and playing. Now for him though, I don't know. Like with his with his elbow because the way they were saying like what the players were concerned about him because they were like well during practice he was feeling it 
So it's more so just like, man, it's your, it's just your nerve, and it's just, is it just gone completely? Like you've been, you've been throwing a certain way, you know, for so long. Now it doesn't. I don't think it happens in football players as much. It doesn't like kind of like the baseball thing with the twist and the torque or whatever. But now the Cam Newton thing. Oh man. Now let's just get up. Here's a black quarterback. They don't get black quarterbacks that many chances anyway. You know, and they ain't gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna bench you and then bring you back, kind of like Eli, and they have to bench him again. And then Eli may even come back again. It's weird. We'll figure that one out. He on his last, I think his last year. The deal is next year. They just drafted a rookie cat, which if the other guy throw, he'll be in. And you got a new owner. He's building like. He's going, I think, a new practice facility down here, like in South Carolina somewhere. Um, so it, there's a lot of new, like, faces, new whatever, so they may want to see a different direction. You got McCaffrey, who's going to be the face of the team for a while, so you can still, you know, sell tickets. Um, I'm a fan of Cam News myself, play with him, but a lot of people are not. So if, is the owner a fan of his? Does the owner want to wait and see, like, oh, well, if his shoulder's hurt, he had to change his throwing motion, now his foot hurt, now he can't run the ball. Do you move on from that? You may. You know what I mean? So that to me, that's one of the more intriguing ones because I think he'll be, if he is hurt for a significant amount of time, it's like, man, you've been hurt. We ain't been doing much. I think it's probably time to move on. You may see him somewhere else. And that is an, I mean, it's an intriguing thing. So, I think all the other will be back. Now, Eli, I don't know what happened. He may be back. I don't, I don't know. Um, but Cam, I think if he's out this year, I think they'll look at they'll look at either moving on or they'll draft somebody to at least sit behind him for this next year. I know they got the real grip cat, but I don't know if they, you know I mean, all that much kind of believe in him. Or it could be North Turner who's out. You know what I mean? Maybe passes his prime, I guess. Now, the thing so. with, with Cam, I mean, he, even the, the first two games, he, he he just didn't look like the Cam Newton we're, we're all familiar with. Could this be a situation where they just rule him out for the rest of the season, say, hey, you know, get healthy, come back next year, or do you think if, if he's out for this year, they're probably going to be moving on? Um, I think even if he come back this year, I think they'll look at moving on because you think about it from the perspective of, like, your body's breaking down, so – you had shoulder surgery and you had shoulder surgery again. Like you're a quarterback. Like you haven't shoulder on your throwing shoulder. Then your foot got hurt. So do I believe that you can throw the ball? Do people believe in throw the ball all that good? They don't. But his numbers probably would say otherwise. Uh, the other quarterbacks that struggle with certain throws, yeah, but they're going to look at him in a certain way because they're not going to label him a passer, even though his numbers are really good. They're going to label him a runner. And when they label you a runner, it's like, well, if you can't run, you can't do anything. Um, so whenever, I mean, but whenever Greg Olson is healthy and his weapons are healthy, I mean, he does fine. Um, DJ but, Moore, it, when DJ Moore is healthy, I know you've been uh, been been getting a lot of uh, a lot of flack <laughs> oh, yeah, on social nah, media. He, he was struggling <laughs> too. I mean, it's it's really about Greg Olson and a running back. But when that was really good, that defense was kind of like what our defense is now. Like they weren't giving up nothing. You had Thomas Davis, who's gone. Now you got Luke Cookie and Shaq, I think Shaq Thompson. They got McCoy, I think, from Tampa. They got some D-line. They still have a good defense, but it's not It's not like, like we just going to stop you each and every play and give our offense. 
more and more and more opportunities. You can even go back to like Russell Wilson. Like even though he does really good, when they had the Legion of Boom, he really wasn't all that good. You just got more chances to see him because it was just like boom, boom, boom. He go the ball again. He go the ball again. He go the ball again. And they, like them, they ain't made it back since the Legion of Boom, you know, dissipated. So um, it's a team game. You got to have everybody working together. But then again, he got a new offensive coordinator, second year up under him. And it's hard to, like, keep learning and learning and learning and learning. And so, you know, does he want to keep learning? I don't know, you know. But it, it'll it'll be interesting. I think they may – I think I would. I would I would look at drafting some. Even if I didn't move on, like, I would – if there's somebody or up the street in Clemson, you got Trevor Lawrence, maybe if you – you say, you know what? We're going to lose all games. we getting him. Hey. Mo Pacheco is going to be a couple of teams that's going to try to go do the same thing. Um, so does that make more sense to me? Yeah. If you lose to get a franchise quarterback, hey, that's how they got Cam. That's how they got Cam years ago. Yeah, because uh, they used to have who was it, Jimmy Clausen? Uh, yeah. You know what I mean. So if you can get that that quarterback, and I think Bears fans and all fans around the league understand that. Like, if you don't have a quarterback, like it just. Like you can go on years upon years upon years to turn into a decade to turn into like wow we've been losing for a long time like oh there we go boom got a quarterback and now everything you know what I mean started to turn back around oh you be one of them teams that's always five hundred because you got a really good defense and them really and, bad uh, obviously uh, Chicago certainly knows the feeling uh, <laughs> certainly knows that all too well. Uh, as do many teams, New York Jets come to mind. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if you have a quarterback, then, uh, you know, as long as you can solve that problem, then you're, you're in a pretty good spot. Um, one last thing before we wrap up the show, DJ, uh, there's been some trade talks regarding some talented DBs over the past few days. Last night, the Dolphins send, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick to the Pittsburgh Steelers for a first, fifth, and a sixth round pick. Um, so for those who think Pittsburgh... Dude. <laughs> right. So, uh, so for, for the uh, for those who think that Pittsburgh is going to wave the white flag after losing Big Ben, um, think again. Um, gave up quite a lot of capital for uh, for Mika Fitzpatrick, a, a very talented young defensive back, though who uh, could could uh, we'll see if he could turn into the the next great uh, Steelers defensive back. Um, and then yesterday, Jalen Ramsey's agent confirmed to ESPN that they've requested a trade from Jacksonville um, after an altercation on the sideline that included Ramsey and head coach Doug Marone. It's rumored that the Jags are looking for not one but two first-round picks for Ramsey, who's arguably the best corner in the NFL. I'm not even sure if it's much of an argument, to be completely honest with you. Um, and the Chiefs are actually a team that seem to be doing their due diligence in exploring the possibility uh, as I'm sure at least half, if not more, of the teams in the NFL are doing so. Um, so, DJ, I ask you, where can you see Ramsey landing, and what would your price be for the star defensive back? You want two first-round picks? I'd give them to you. If you Kansas City, like, I don't really need more offensive weapons. Or, um, I mean, on defense, we just need somebody who can kind of like, hey, go on your side. And then it helps me with the defense where I can leave you or I can do it kind of like New England. You go out to number two receiver, we double the number one receiver. You know what I mean? So 
it gives your it gives your defense flexibility. Um, Cause you giving up when when they say first round picks, like you just giving up. You're not giving up, but Kansas City, you're not giving up. Much. You're gonna win a lot of games, and still, if you pick a guy, like they may not pan out. Like it's just the it's the lottery. Like you're giving up a chance for somebody that's proven. I'm fine with it. You can get the pick this year, get the pick next year, because the guy that's like really running my ship is what my quarterback. We got him for well, this is his second year. He's gonna be playing for a while supposedly um so if i can you know i mean just get get give you two draft picks to get this top db and then hopefully maybe even draft one next year because they probably just drop all defense next year i'm good with it man uh it is a different time because people are really upset about players are forcing their way out and i can't believe the league letting them do that like what you mean like they put you in a contract and they really don't have to let you out they can franchise tag you until you blue in the face they can uh, say they want to pay you, and then another team don't want to pay you, and they can get together with other GMs and not even pay you as much as you're supposed to get paid. You know what I mean? So it's for me, for him, I'm glad for him. Hey, man, get out of there. If you don't want to be there, get out of there. He drove with that Brinks truck. If they want to pay him that money, pay him. Because right now you can pay him because you don't have to pay the quarterback yet. Now, after this year, my home, like, you don't come to camp. No, 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 no. You – you pay me after two years, I get paid that. I'm the highest paid QB. I get paid 40 million a year. Mahone does. And whenever somebody else get uh more money than me, in my contract, it says you up mine. <laughs> like he's been that type of player. And if he plays like that this year, there's there's absolutely no way that he he's not, you know what I mean? So he's he's I, on I pace. Get, Mahomes, as of right now, two games in, he's on pace to throw for 6,500 yards and 56 touchdowns. <laughs> Give me, listen, you just mind what paid me through in the middle of the season. Like he had, he's like one of them cats that got to get paid. So if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, you just need somebody out there. Hey, can you make a play? Makes sense. Anybody in the league, honestly, like if, especially the top top teams, like you need, you just need more. You may need defenders. Hey, man, I would do it. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are uh, one of, I'm sure, a dozen teams that are exploring the opportunity of possibly acquiring Jalen Ramsey from the Jacksonville Jaguars. That will do it for tonight's show. Uh, Wrapping up the, uh, recapping the Chicago Bears victory over the Denver Broncos, 16-14, ending with an Eddie Pinero uh, 53-yard game-winning field goal, touched on some of the NFL uh, quarterback uh, injury situations uh, across the league, and of course uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers acquiring Minka Fitzpatrick and the uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, trying to uh, force his way out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, DJ, any final words tonight? Mitch, throw the ball down the field, baby. Come on, baby. Yeah, if hopefully you're gonna have to get somebody else, and that's a hard thing to find, man. Hopefully, Come hopefully on. we see. Uh, you know, hopefully the offense lives up to the hype that it uh, was getting in the off season and the preseason. Uh, week three, Monday Night Football against the Washington Redskins. The entire country will be watching for Chris Shanafel, or excuse me, for DJ Moore. I'm Chris Shanafel. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and until next time, take care. <laughs>